Welcome to C-Suite Radio. It's time for another edition of The Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me! Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, it felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Well, today on the show, we have a very special guest. I'm very excited. We're chatting with actor, producer, storyteller, Frank Montelion about a lot of different things. Uh, but uh, I'm excited to have this conversation. And uh, Frank, thanks for your time. It's great to meet you, man. I- I'm a huge fan, so I appreciate your time. Oh, it's great to be with you, Brett. Me too. I love I love hearing your interviews. You're so great at what you do. You get right to the heart of it, and I love it. Well, I appreciate that. I, I do my best, uh, that's for sure. Well, this is very cool. I've seen interviews that you have done with your wife. You both are very talented people, and this is cool. I love it when families uh, work together. I think that's just super awesome. But uh, you have been a part of some really stellar projects, Avenues, uh, American Reject, of course, is a big one. Um, I want to start out by asking the question, where did the journey begin for you as a storyteller? Um, I mean, obviously, being in a family of creatives is a big deal, so you can feed off each other. But for you, like, where did this begin? Yeah, I love it. Uh, You know, I'm always envious of those that kind of have their whole full life and they, they end up later in life and they, they're like, they stumble into it. I think I'm envious of that because I was the opposite. I was about four years old and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I fell in love with movies, young age, and I, I just somehow worked it out that this is a great place to be able to do a lot of different things and a lot of different professions. And so I decided to be an actor. Yeah. I mean, that's very cool to know that you wanted to do that at a certain age. So, for you, it's been a fast and steady process. Like, where did you really start to cut your teeth as an actor and know, hey, like, obviously at a young age, you know you want to do this, but like the validation process is big. Like, were there key projects for you where you knew this was what you were going to continue to do? Or did it just all sort of stick from age four on? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, what's funny is I I probably started on stage around 10. So I had an early start and then I had the opportunity to start working. Um, I moved around a lot. I was uh, My mom was a single mom. So we didn't have the, I grew up fast. I didn't have the childhood nostalgia. So um, I knew I wanted to do it. So I kept jumping as much as I could. I ended up in plays like about the Holocaust at like 12, 13. Oh, and wow. I think... Once I started to figure out that I love the depths of humanity and I had a lot of stuff to kind of, you know, you obviously are healing your own process through this craft and that, that kind of opened up the door. So, yeah, I think by that I had, I knew I got to go study classically in Oxford. And uh, I think you say, I love edifying it along the way that you just know you're on the right track, right? That um, with each stage, I think you need that. I don't think it's just once and for all. I think you're always looking at the next one and being like, okay, what's my path? And, um, yeah, I set out pretty early to figure that out. And the same has been with 
film and television, each phase of it. Yeah. I mean, you've had a lot of success, measurable success, I would say. And I think that when you are in this industry, it can be almost like unforgiving at times because it's so challenging. So I'm interested to know being in a family of creatives, your wife as well, and her own ride is very successful. Like how does that work as far as a partnership goes, encouraging each other? I've got this project. I've got this musical thing I'm working on. Like I'm just interested to know, like where do you find a balance, especially being parents too? Yeah, it's a great question because right now I'm in Chicago. She's in a Jim Henson production here through New Year's and I get to ride the tails of our kids get to be here. They get an incredible experience. And we just came off of shooting a movie all through the strike where I was predominantly on set doing that. And it's really an ebb and flow in our, you know, world, which you never know what is coming. But I think I think you have to be called into it. I definitely think, especially as a husband-wife team, I think you you have a, a bit of the, you know, I, I love working with her. She has, um, you know, the strengths where I have weaknesses and vice versa. I'd say the biggest challenge is just honestly relaxing and making sure that we don't always work and don't bring our work home, as I'm sure a lot of people can you know, relate to, but especially when you can find yourself out to drinks and you're talking about work, you know, and you just got to unplug. And so that's honestly the biggest challenge because the work is, can be too fun. You know, sometimes we just fall in love with the work too much. Yeah, I can imagine. So, so you have to limit the dinner time conversations. About, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm the biggest fault of that. So, <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Now you have children. Do they show any sort of interest in this at all? Are they still too young or do they just see it as mom and dad's work? And that's really kind of where everything stops. It's, yeah. Well, we have a six, four, and then we had surprise twins that are about to be two. So okay. we, we have a full gambit. Yeah. We have our hands full. And I'd say this so was a boy and girl twin. The, the boy, uh, he, he is on pitch. So he definitely has his mom's voice and you can tell already at a young age, he can match every note, which is really funny. Um, but all our kids, obviously kids, they bring so much of, you know, inspiration creatively, like their worlds that my four year old lives in. I want to be in. I could just <laughs> jump into his whole creative space. And then, but my six year old, we've already made a movie together. He loves figuring out what, you know, dad does. And he wanted to put it on YouTube, which he thought was the whole world seeing it. And he got to show it at school. And, uh, but he's a writer. I mean, he's already writing books, which is incredible. So yeah, they are, they're a whole world of creativity that I just love. Yeah. I think that's very cool. One of the things that I love about both of you is the fact that you're very open and upfront about faith and things like that, which I think is very cool as a believer myself. In fact, I just, I think of the fact we just interviewed Neil McDonough, who is so upfront about that as well and has really made strides in Hollywood and just in the industry in general, as far as being particular about the films that he's a part of and the fact that it's okay to not be in a Christian film all the time, but if he is to make good ones, like the shift was huge. I mean, it's getting massive reviews. So I'm interested to know for you, uh, how does that 
play a part in your process and choosing projects. Um, I'm just interested to know, not necessarily leading the witness, but like, I like to hear because it's a big part of who you guys are. Yeah. Um, faith is such a big, I mean, look, I, I had the hardest upbringing, um, you know, and so it, it really, faith was what led me to where, um, you know, it, it kind of opened up the doors for me and, and really saved my life at the end in New York at 9-11, the stuff that you see, I think you start to really find yourself and find your faith. So um, I like to say like God revealed himself to me just by the fact that he self-proclaimed as a, the author and perfecter of faith. Right? Yeah, for sure. And um, so I, I find that everything, authorship, like what we do, we can have a God complex. I mean, because we're creating worlds, we're walking a mile in other people's shoes and we have to do that without judgment. And nothing does that better than having faith to be able to see each other face to face uh, and have a creator that we can come, you know, and agree upon the fact that like we need help, you know? And, um, and so I think I don't really separate it. You know, to me, I'm, I'm all about building bridges no matter what. And I'm all about exploring uh, what story and because obviously everybody you play, every story that you tell, we're all in this journey in different places and can learn from each other. So I, I agree. Like sometimes, uh, you know, I could say like faith and inspirational or, you know, kind of that type of genre is to me is just another high genre that we look at. You know, sometimes you want that and you need inspiration in your life. And then sometimes it comes out and it's something totally different that you isn't really, it's hidden, but it's actually honestly tragic, but you find faith in it. Right. So I'm always just looking at the authorship of a project and really what the heart of it is. And that's usually what we can come around, you know, and ag agree like that's the story to tell. Yeah. I love that. That's so cool. I love hearing that. And the fact that it doesn't have to be like one or the other, you know what I'm saying? Like this dark, dense, hard line to draw, you know, it's like you can be in good films, uh, both secular and non-secular and like still do, you still have to do good work. Right. I mean, you've got two things that you're working on, uh, Baron's Cove and Fog of War, uh, and you're executive producing those. So you're working with some pretty massive names in that. So let's yeah. talk about those two things and how that's coming along, uh, especially now that your strike is over and you're able to like work on things fully now instead of having to try and get it wavered. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's great. It, it's so true. It's so relieving that the strike is finally over. And um, those two projects in particular, I'm excited they come out this next year. Um, and, um, you know, Barron's Cove to me, it was an opportunity to work with a, a company that's in Louisiana as well. Our production company, Flammer Films, is based in uh, New Orleans. And so um, we've been developing both film and television. And when those projects got um through SSS Entertainment, which is also has an office in Louisiana. We got to partner on those. Uh, they are, the Baron's Crow to me was a wild ride. And I think being a dad myself, it's a, it's a very father-son story. Um, I, I loved it. And as you say, there's some great names. And um, so I was, I was most excited to get to work with the guys in Yale Productions. And I actually went back with some of the guys that started that company back in my New York days. And so, um, they're, those are both really cool projects that I get the chance to enhance as a executive producer. And um, 
Yeah. So uh, in Fog of War is John Cusack and it's a spy thriller. I mean, who doesn't want a, a John Cusack spy movie to be a part of? So that's a that's going to be a good one, too. And so, yeah, there was a little delayed because of the strike. And um, but we we were lucked out and we got our only SAG wavered feature in Louisiana. I think there was a Sylvester Stallone movie and then ours. And so we just <laughs> shot one. Um, so it's going to be nice to actually be able to get back to work on all three of those. Yeah, you guys are very busy. Like, you know, I think, but it's good though because you're doing what you enjoy, right? It's not a drudge. Yeah, oh, 100%. I mean, I think I, I started, it, you know, obviously as an actor and then I, I started Full Armor as learning editing and everything. But the thing that we always loved was developing stories. And so to be on the development side and be able to create. Uh, soup to nuts is like it, it is the dream you know so it's definitely there's no complaints i think um now i've learned to schedule the time off in between you know and just continue to create what you can create and look after ourselves as you say family is so important so um, we've been starting to carve out that <laughs> and figuring that out right no for sure now you've been a part of a lot of great projects but would you say rejects is really a capstone for you in your career working with so many amazing people or have there been other things along the way or all the things have been stepping stones for you as far as like success in the industry? I mean, obviously we define success differently, but as far as like capstones or elevation or not elevation, um, validation points as being an actor. Yeah. Did you say American reject? Yeah. American reject. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me, that was because that was where uh, my wife, Kathleen, and I really decided, like, we're going to do this together. We're going to make this one our get together. And we had been to all the major studios and we had been to some big places that we had some close calls with that one. But that was one where it really uh, allowed us to get when we got greenlit for New Orleans and got to be and do our own stuff. So, you know, film in, in its own right. Um, that was a dream come true in its own way because it was the full gambit, right? Sometimes we're hired on as an actor or as a writer or development or we're there to, you know, do something for a TV show that's one piece of the puzzle. But that was really, we got to have our hands and and put the whole thing together. And it was her true story. So there was so much in that. And and she really got to hone in her, her stuff with all original music to be part of the writing process of all the music. So it just was uh, a great thing. And then of course the friends and the people that we got to put into that as a comedy uh, was, was a lot of fun. So um, I love that one. And, um, and we have that, you know, as far as we always are eyeing every few years to try to do one where we do everything. Cause it obviously takes more heavy lifting and doing everything. I love it. Well, congratulations on all of this. One last question. Again, you have just done so many different things, but has there been one project maybe or one character that you've played and you've worked with some big names that you really learned something about yourself as an individual, uh, either for the better or for the worse, that challenged you as a storyteller and made you go, okay, this is something that I recognize in me that I could either lean into in the positive or perhaps if it is a negative, and I think all experiences are positive though, like that really changed you as a person. Oh, that's a great, great question. Um, you know, I think for, for me, what I, you know, I, I just loved your, your way of asking even 
about faith. Like, I, you know, my Shakespeare background, what I've gotten to work on, I, I tend to the villain, you know, for lack of a better term. term. And um, so, you know, getting to play the, you know, Iagos of the world and, um, there's these different darker characters and honestly in the independent world that I've been able to play. And there was a, there was a small part in indie film that I, I played a, um, someone who was, uh, incarcerated and came out and the, and what I ended up learning about incarceration and just how segregated it is for survival and what came out of that. Um, you know, I loved what I learned about that is really walking through a character's shoes without judgment to find this guy who was Irish and went through, you know, Boston imprisonment and had, you know, put, ended up putting, you know, all these tattoos on that were neo-Nazi and all these things. And it's like, and I had to go find his heart and kind of pull that out in his journey. And that, you know, really taught me about myself because, um, it allowed, it, it allows you to open up to hear anyone's story and try to find out where you can relate to them. Um, and so that was this little indie film called uh, little gold star, uh, director was Chris Russell and uh, he's a beast of a talent. And, um, but it was, it was a dark role and I got to learn a lot about myself and, and, um, redemptive factor, you know, that we all need to find for ourselves no matter where we journey to. So. I love it. Well, congratulations on all of this. And hopefully you get a little bit of break during the holidays to spend time with your family and recharge. And yeah, next year it's off to the races for you for sure. It seems like. That's right. That's right. We finally get to get back to work and yeah, have a couple movies and make, make a few more hopefully. But yeah, awesome. that was great. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Frank. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and, uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Happy holidays. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Awesome being with you. I love it. Absolutely. Likewise. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A mega proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care.